Hello, and welcome to Fact Schmacks, the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name is Matt, and I have a story to tell. And my name is Kev, I have a story to interrupt. All right, Kevin, okay. as always, I'm very excited to play the Fact Schmacks game. As every week, I am very excited I would to hope play so. the Fact Yeah, Listen, I put a ton of effort into this. You wouldn't even believe yeah. it. Highlight of my week. It's one of many highlights of my weeks. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we've reached a Humble milestone break. in this podcast. We have. Do, do you know what that is? Uh, we're, we've done a dozen episodes. This is the dozenth. Mm. Mm. Well, if you count our fast fact schmacks, which I do in our oh. episode counting. Of course. This, or actually, maybe it was the last one. Anyhow, we've reached over 13 episodes. Oh, lucky number 13. Mm. Interesting you say that. Uh-huh. Because there is no 13th episode of Fast Fact Schmacks or Fact Schmacks. Yeah, that's our name. Oh. Uh, Are we like an apartment building? We're like an apartment building. We're going to skip over 13, go right to 14. But we got some facts here about the number 13. Okay. 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 Or maybe some right. Schmacks. I don't know. All right. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with try? Oh, I'm going to fuck this name up. <laughs> Triscatodecaphobia? Nope. It's the fear of the number 13. What okay. Parascavid. Jesus Christ. Who comes up with these names? Para- I don't know, but if there's one you can suddenly pronounce, I'm going to know you made that up. <laughs> Deca triophobia is fear of Friday the 13th. Okay. Those are some bonus facts. Um, oh, okay. So, so yeah. So we know like, you know, like a, a lot of buildings don't have a 13th floor. A lot of cities don't have a 13th street. Um, why do you, why do you think the big fear of Friday the 13th? Oh, okay. Where, yeah. Where's the, why is the number 13 considered unlucky? Or just, I don't know. know. Just in general. Uh, I actually consider 13 a lucky number for, for myself, and, and one of my favorite hockey players wore 13. Okay. So, yeah. So, fact or schmacked, on Friday, 13th of October, 1307, King Philip the the Fourth. that's not super interesting, of France, ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar, and most of the Knights were tortured and killed. Oh, well, that's believable. Uh, all right. You got a lot of 13s there, and there was a Friday. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Fact or schmacked. The number 13 is recognized as a sign of good fortune to Buddhists, who often make it a point to spend the 13th of each month attending attending to and providing care to their loved ones so as to provide them good fortune. Hmm. 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 I think the, uh... (laughs) <laughs> the careful reading that you did of that belies the, the fact that you didn't make it up. So totally believe that one. Okay. Fact or schmacked. Uh-huh. The United States. <laughs> why, why do you read so much into this stuff? I uh, just, you know, All I right. can see you. So yeah, I know. Well, that's probably <laughs> maybe I'm going to have to put a, a webcam <laughs> cover over when we do these. How do you know I didn't rate the schmacked? <laughs> that's true. It'd be very elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The United States was created from 13 British colonies 
And as such, the number 13 is commonly uh, commonly recurring motif in American heraldry. <laughs> Clearly, I'm reading this one, too. <laughs> what would heraldry. I ever say? Heraldry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always known you to be a bit of a herald. <laughs> Anyhow, so it comes from 13 British colonies. Uh, the number 13 is a recurring motif. Motif, sorry, um, 13 stars on the general seal of the United States and 13 stripes on the American flag. Okay. So, my friend, which one of those is a schmacked? I think it's the first one. About the Knights Templar? I, th- yeah, I'm going to go answer? with that. That's my final answer. I have one. Really? Yeah. Which fancy word did you slip in there? I made up the one about the Buddhists. Really? I mean, you know what? <laughs> I didn't really like dig deep into Buddhist uh, mythology or anything, but I don't know. I was just like, oh, this sounds pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm going to blame Matt Sundin for that loss because uh, we he's the keep, aforementioned. We keep, uh, start keeping score here. We do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't maybe go back and tally it. I don't know if you're interested in doing that. Well, there's your facts schmacked game for the week. Well, that was fun. Wasn't that a blast? I do I do uh I am one of those weirdos that thinks, you know, that laughs in the face of you know, I'll walk under any la- well, I won't walk under ladders generally because I think there's a good reason to be superstitious about that. Because it's dangerous, people might have something on there, and also people on a ladder don't need to be dealing with somebody walking underneath it, right? I completely agree with you. I would say I'm not superstitious, but I do say I'm a little stitious. Just slightly stitious? <laughs> I'm slightly stitious. <laughs> I am no stitious. No stitious zero. At all. Yeah, I'm zero <laughs> stitious. Yeah, no, I, I actually, uh, I don't like the number 13. We're, we're not going to have an episode 13. I'm going to skip right over it. It's just a number. It can't hurt you. I know, but it's just fun. We're going to have some fun uh, with it. Because well, I'm a, li- uh, I'm a the, little stitious. That's actually an interesting segue into what I wanted to kind of muse about. And it's, uh, I want to put you in a bit of a hypothetical situation. Those I'm are going to have to find yourself in. They sure are. And you're going to have to really stretch for this one. I want you to imagine that I'm a bad friend. (laughs) Dude, where do I get the motivation for that? (laughs) I want you to imagine that I'm I'm the sort of bad friend that doesn't know like a good prank from a bad prank. So let's say you've got... That's more more like me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, Let's say you're having a party and I show up at the party and we're having a party. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, and especially right now, but let's say we could have a party, uh, and I show up and about half an hour after I get there, I come up to you and I say, Hey, just so you know, I dropped something into your, uh, your drink there and it's going to make you feel a little nauseous and it's going to make you a little, feel a little itchy, uh, which is obviously like the biggest dick move in the world. I feel like and that's more might- of a memory than a hypothetical situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And, uh, you know, so maybe you kick me out of your house or whatever, because that's just a horrible thing to do. Not cool. And you start, you're, and you're sitting there and you're stewing over that. And all of a sudden, oh, shit, wouldn't you know it? You start feeling a little nauseous and oh, start feeling a little itchy there. But 
10 or 20 minutes pass and I, you know, knowing a good joke shouldn't be assault. And I call you back and I say, Hey man, I was just kidding. I didn't, I didn't actually put you anything in your drink. That would be crazy. You know, that would be nuts. turns out I didn't. I just told you I did. And you started to kind of feel like, Ooh, maybe you did. And you started to feel itchy, right? Like a little hypochondria. Well, it's, it's, it's actually a well-known thing. It's called the nocebo effect. I'm sure you've heard of the placebo effect. Yeah, placebo. give somebody like a, a fake drug and tell them it's helping them. Right. And they, you know, generally for, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but just the, the idea that somebody has helped you um, will have like something of a healing effect. You will at least self-report feeling better. Okay. Uh, if you want to want to put it that way. Well, the nocebo effect works the same way. If you give somebody a placebo and they expect that there might be certain side effects associated with whatever they think they're going to take, they might experience those side effects anyways because uh, the people in the study are, uh, are, are expecting it. So certain trials will have, you know, either deliberate nocebos or they'll have to uh, plan for the nocebo effect. And just as an added little bonus fact here, uh, placebo uh, is is Latin for I, uh, I please you. And nocebo is Latin for I hurt you. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't really have like a whole lot to go on there other than like, isn't it very interesting how the power of, you know, there's almost a, uh, there's, there's a mind over matter effect, but in reverse, right? Like you're, you know, if you think you're going to get sick, you very often can not necessarily get sick, but fool yourself into thinking you are anyways. Yeah, I can see that. That's, um, that's kind of neat. I didn't know nocebo was a thing. The nocebo effect no it absolutely is a thing. And there are like nocebo pills that sometimes get handed out. You know, you got to control for um, actual side effects versus, you know. Yeah. Does nocebo kind of sound like a bad 90s uh, Canadian rapper name? It I'm does. nocebo. I'm nocebo. <laughs> or uh, just like a knockoff. Like if I was uh, if I was doing a placebo cover band, I'd be nocebo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's do we, that's rich. <laughs> do we have any uh, any FSQA that we want to be doing today? Do you have anything there? You know what? When when I started, um, when I was like, "Hey Matt, you know we should really go back and address previous episodes and stuff." It's because I knew that I'd fucked up something. Yeah, and and now I'm just like, now I listen to her show and I'm like, "Yeah, that's good enough." <laughs> <laughs> so I've dug too deep lately. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I don't couldn't feel really you- comment too much on what we did last week, but, you know, the old Sinterklaus. Yes. Yeah, there wasn't anything. I I mean, I didn't hear anything. Obviously it's, it's hard to fact check a myth. It is. It's kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like. Is oh, what well, it is, right? Know. This this group of people said said this. Yeah. And I think I, I tried to kind of cover my bases in terms of like, yeah, this probably, you know. Come to your own conclusions here, but here's when things were reported versus, you know, what people were saying at the time. Yeah, no, you know I, how it is. I, I can't think of that's going to be here. that's going to be a common theme in pretty much everything we talk about is, you know, the idea of contemporary sources versus later sources, because the story always grows with time. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, uh, that's just human nature. 
Yeah. The, you know. So I want to start circa 1500s in uh, Strasbourg, Alsace. Uh, the Alsace region in France um, is a sort of uh, Franco-German mix area. It's right on the border between France and Germany. Um, it actually was ceded, to, I believe it was ceded to Germany in the Franco-Prussian War, and then uh, France got it back in World War One. and eh, you know how things go from, from there roughly in terms of European history. But... Uh, in this particular uh, time, it was part of the Holy Roman Empire, and it was kind of the backwater of the Holy Roman Empire. Um, and things had been rough, let me tell you. Rough. Rough. They had been through the bubonic plague just a few generations ago. They're only a few generations removed from that. And you know how, like, a pandemic or a plague can have, like, profound effects on people? I don't know if you've got any any experience with something like that. No, no. Um, Did no. they run out of toilet paper also for uh, no good reason? <laughs> it was a little worse for them, so we don't have that much to complain about. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I don't want to get into the whole uh, pandemic thing because it's been done to death. If you want to argue about <clears throat> the pandemic, just go on Facebook and scroll for about 30 seconds. You can find an argument to jump in. But what if, just for a minute... Maybe something <clears throat> like as bad as the bubonic plague happened today. Right. How fuck? You know, people with COVID aren't like, don't have like, um, uh, uh, like boils on their skin. Dude. You know, that are like. Oh my God. I can't even yeah. think of it. Oh, it's yeah. So, you know, we don't have things rough. And just a quick history of the years leading up to uh, the year that we're going to ultimately be talking about. Uh, which is 1518 is where we're going to wind up. Uh, if you're a big history fan, you you might already know what we're talking about in 1518 in Alsace. But in 1492, there was famine. Columbus in sailed 14, the ocean blue. Yeah. In 1493, guess what the region got introduced to? Weed. Syphilis. Oh, syphilis. <laughs> Yeah, oh, there was man. a giant syphilis outbreak. Um, that was bad for a bunch of years. Uh, in 1507, there was a famine. Uh, then the bubonic plague came back. But it's cool because in 1511, there was a super bitter winter that apparently killed the plague, but also uh, gave them a famine in 1512. And, and then again in 1514, the same thing happened. There was a drought in uh, in 1516, which led to uh, to more famine that year. So they'd been on like a 20-year roll of some just really kind of crap luck. And they've got some like, doesn't syphilis make you crazy? There's, yeah, there's definitely some probably syphilitic uh, insanity happening. No, I, I don't know like what, you know, it's hard. I, I don't know what syphilis looks like in a modern, uh, you know, Pretext. I don't know what it look, would have looked like in fifteen, you know, eleven. But they, they say like uh, Hitler could have been syph uh, could have had syphilis, and that's why he was such a such a nut. Yeah, I mean, he was also on meth, and you know, yeah. he was a megalomaniac, and 
you know, probably yeah. had yeah, yeah had a couple there problems, was a lot. I think there was a lot going on yeah. there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was a um, motherfucker, yeah. right? Total yeah. piece of that shit. Happened. Total alleged. Piece of shit. No, not allegedly. No, he wasn't, no. <laughs> yeah. you do not need to allege that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't alleged. He was one hundred percent a piece. He of was one hundred percent an absolute piece of garbage. Uh, hot take. Um, so maybe you know that's all going going wrong. And where do you turn to? You turn to the clergy, right? In this time, uh, I don't know. in this area, or in era, this time, in this area, you would, yeah, you would for sure. Yeah. Surely the clergy is going to help. Well, in that day, in that age, in that area, the clergy were kind of notorious for hoarding booze and meat. Okay, um, so they weren't really helping so much as being bad in in that situation. They were just kind of hoarding all the good stuff for themselves. Like a little it, there was ex- tuck action, always drinking. Yes, very. Mead. Back to the Robin Hood from uh, absol- their yep. Fast Max episode. Uh, apparently, uh, or the um, the bishop that was that that was marrying them because he was crooked. Friar Tuck pushed him out the window at the end. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And Prince yeah. of Thieves, that's right. Just take your gold. For- yep. Yeah. <laughs> Give this to Satan on your way to hell. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, really, really, really Keep mediocre movie with a fantastic <laughs> couple of performances, but otherwise just a really confusing tonally movie. Oh, um, I liked it, but apparently some some local guy. This is like a you know report of this. Some local guy even went and investigated his local church to kind of try and get the skinny if this was even true. And he found a bunch of beer and meat and was promptly threatened by one of the priests to keep his goddamn mouth shut. So he he gave up. So that was that's kind of the that's the backdrop heading into. 1517 this is like what's i guess is considered normal because 1517 is considered the bad year oh Just, so the syphilis and the plague and the drought and the famine and the the beer and meat hoarding was not bad yeah. we're getting into well, shit because that was all here's the thing that was all spread out between a bunch of years but in 1517 um it it was they, they they had frozen crops, giant hail, smallpox, uh, leprosy. There was a new disease that Ooh. popped up that was called the English sweat, <laughs> which <laughs> would be such a would have been such a great like eighties uh, band name. You like the English beat, the English sweat, you know. But it's, you probably That's wouldn't want to name your band after it because I guess what happens is you just sweat for a few days and then die. Uh, pretty, which is, so 1517 had been just a banner, bad freaking year. Um, they actually started, people started reporting seeing um, spirits. Ooh. Like the pe- mass people started re- reporting seeing like dead loved ones, and if especially if they were like soldiers, apparently carrying like you know parts of the severed body parts and things like that, like their own severed body parts. It that's, was that's things were getting, up. yeah, things were getting pretty bad. 
On July 14th of 1518, supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, a lady named Frau Trophia starts spontaneously dancing out in front of her house. Just dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing to the point where she was so exhausted, she fell asleep and then woke up and kept dancing. Now, is this the story of Footloose? <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to I have a feeling we're going to be making a couple footless references are, in this are we story. Are talking about movies with two Kevins, Costner and Bacon? Uh-huh. Now, obviously, um this is the sort of thing where, you know, people would people would notice, you know, if somebody was just standing outside dancing, uh well, we and can dance ev- if we want to. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> But really, you know, then as now, it would be kind of a weird thing to do in front of your house to the point where you were so exhausted that you fell asleep and then you woke up and kept dancing. Uh, Um, People do that on my street all the time, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, moves I I see. (laughs) A lot of the sprinkler. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Originally, oh, and keep your best dance names ready because we're going to need some. Uh, originally, uh, the townsfolk kind of blamed this on, uh, funny enough, on her being lazy and spiting her husband because she didn't want to do her housework. So just so kind of wrap your head around. Rug instead of. Yeah. It's like wrap your head around clean the rug. that piece of. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm too lazy to clean the rug, so I'm going to stand in front of my house and dance until I'm so exhausted that I can't move. I mean, and then like, I physically collapse, and then I get back up and I keep dancing. You know, I understand your argument, but I will say I would rather dance than do a lot of other things that might require less energy but are way more boring. Yeah. So well, she I'll, did. I'll give her that. Yeah, she did this for days. By day three, apparently blood was starting to ooze out of her shoes, but she would not or could not stop dancing. Was she trying to win like a old fashioned wagon? <laughs> from a <laughs> from a town crier. <laughs> was there a giveaway that nobody knew about? And she was like, "Yeah, I could dance for three days for a new wagon." Well, wouldn't you know it? She started gaining a bit of a posse. Other people started dancing with her, and they couldn't oh, stop man. themselves from dancing either. This it like seemed a to be, yeah, it seemed to be kind of spreading. And once that happened, another theory started to kind of propagate. Uh, and that one was that Saint Vitus, who was a, a patron saint of epilepsy, I believe, and was known to. To cure people of okay. epilepsy. All right. I'm, but I'm not also... I'm not making the joke. <laughs> Keep going. But also to give people he didn't like epilepsy. Oh, God. Which I think is so hilarious. 
So they were blaming that on St. Vitus because obviously that I guess that's the closest thing that they could kind of rationalize this spree of dancing. And I want to be very clear. Like, I don't know what you have got pictured in your head. Oh, I, but actually, like, I'm very happy to tell you exactly what I have pictured <laughs> in my head. <laughs> funny I you cannot should, wait. Funny you should mention it. I picture this starting out as a scene from Glee and ending up as a scene from Thriller. <laughs> like everybody's just getting bopping away and then by the end they're like just yeah like and like but nobody can stop and they're getting increasingly more concerned um must have been by a good tune. july 21st there's at least 34 people doing this um and the first flash mob it's you're you're maybe picturing like dancing yes the the contemporary reports are very clear that these people weren't like having seizures or flailing arms around they were dancing like rhythmically dancing all but to all the same rhythm eventually but i don't know um we'll get there i, I don't know it, to start i wonder if it's like um you know how things will eventually just sync up like if you yeah like sympathetic uh sympathetic rhythms sympathetic rhythms and harmonies or sympathetic and waves um uh, across sympathetic yeah harmony sympathetic okay. harmony across it has to be like a connected system but yeah 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 like how if you have like a vibration in a part of a machine it can eventually start to cause issues and then if the two waves sync up it can amplify and just fuck blow the thing apart it happened to a turbine in russia and Ooh. what a mess that made oh boy yeah anyhow yikes Back to the dancing. Um, back to the dancing. They're screaming. They are in agony. Nobody's actually having a good time doing this. Not even so the it people starts, watching. Well, you know, originally maybe, um, but it's it starts to be like a concern. Um, so they bring in some doctors, you know, and the doctors come in and it's 15 18 so they're dealing with what they know they're like four humors era doctors well so what do they think hot blood dance well, naturally yeah dance is a natural condition of hot blood yes uh they said well they got a prescription Dose they got them a with cold water yeah no is that no no okay no let me tell you, they got a fever. Okay. And the only the only cure is more dancing. Oh. So well, rather than rather than try to get these people who are dancing themselves to death and screaming, um, like to stop in any way, they actually encourage it. They they build a stage and they put these poor people on the stage, like in the middle of town. They hire musicians to actually make a beat for them. I wonder so if like now back, all in the, back in the day, there's an old ancestor of Matt just, you know, crooning away, the rug. <laughs> crooning away, doing the, doing your little dance that you do. Yep. <laughs> that can't be named, unfortunately. It can't be named. <laughs> doing your little dance. And, doing uh, my little dance. You know, just cutting the rug. Listen, I'm enjoying this story, but I got to say, it sounds yeah. like bullshit. It's, <laughs> hey, listen. Where did this you is find a re- this? 
this is a real thing that happened, How man. Is this real? Yeah. Define so real. they is this like a myth or a legend? No, this happened, man. This is no. fifteen eighteen. There's like real records of this, right? This is not. Uh, we're not in the mythical era of history anymore. Uh, this was a real thing. Yeah. Um, so they built a stage, they hired a band and they actually got more people to come in and dance with these people. Now, here's the thing. Pretty clearly, we're going to get into what the, what, you know, the theories are, but I don't want to spoil it, but pretty clearly what's going on here is there is like a, there's a mass psychological event happening. It's mass hysteria. It's a shared delusion that's starting to spread between uh, between a, a big group of people. I'm going to call the show Matt's Hysteria. <laughs> and so by putting this on display, big shocker, that didn't fix things. In fact, things got considerably worse. Yes, keep going. Uh, yeah, within apparently about a month, 400 people were swept up in what was now called the Dancing Plague. Um, there are contemporary accounts don't say anything about any fatalities, but accounts from later say at times they were losing up to 15 people a day were, were dying from exhaustion from dancing. Now, I don't know. Again, that's the, you know, that's the fanciful number after the fact. Contemporary sources don't say anything about it. But, uh, yeah, so things are starting to get really bad. Um, the people in charge decide that maybe um, having people on a stage isn't helping um, the situation and making them dance. It's kind of like <laughs> their strategy it's is like, like, you know. Putting gas on a fire. Gas on a fire or, um, you know, the old... Uh, um, you know, like uh, the, the the old, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trope of, you know, father catches son with cigarettes while I'm going to make you smoke yeah, a carton of cigarettes. Smoke the whole, yeah, smoke the whole carton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that but with dancing they don't want. But that that's apparently not working. So they flip tactics and they go full footloose. They're now saying no dancing. If anyone's caught dancing, they're going to get fined. They banned drums. In the oh. town, and uh, yeah, that still doesn't really help. They're still no, dealing there's with like uh, there's a Kevin Bacon, and there's like, I'll show you. Nobody yeah. can stop the dance. Well, nobody, That's how I nobody could myself. Nobody could stop the dance. Eventually, what did stop the dance was that uh, the afflicted. Uh, people went to go pray at the Temple of St. Vitus, which was about 30 miles away. They basically got them all on wagons and uh, and dragged their 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 flailing asses uh, 30 miles. And what they did is they they built a big wax statue for the uh, for for St. Vitus to Who maybe did? say I'm sorry. Not so the dancers. The, that thing would look no. terrible. No, like the the kind of religious class people, you know, to maybe to say like I'm sorry for hoarding all the meat and all the all the beer there. They had their own little offering of of a big wax statue apparently, and they gave all of the dancers, they gave them each a penny to give to the statue, which was real nice, and they put a nice pair of red shoes on all their feet. Which 
you know, that was pretty nice too. Where the fuck do you get these stories? <laughs> this is just, this is. Yeah. Uh, no, they gave him a, they gave him a nice little pair of red shoes. And so all they, they lead each dancer through and each, each dancer goes through with their nice little red shoes and they, they give their penny to St. Vitus and it worked. They all got better. And that's, that's where the story ends. For a month, 400 people in Alsace in France, what was, you know, Holy Roman Empire at the time, but is now France, couldn't stop dancing. And I they just... took him to a temple, put red shoes on him, gave him a penny, and that fixed it. So what happened, right? Like, we have, we know more now about things, right? So what happened? I just, I, like, I'm, I'm speechless. Right. I, like, I, I want to make so many jokes at one time. It's like when all three stooges tried to go through the door at the same time. <laughs> and just like, I, I'm just, I have nothing. You need to just calm down. Just calm down. This, this is the most insane. Like, I mean, you talked about a flood of molasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, was there was like, a yeah, dancing play. Totally yes. Yeah. I, I can't. So, can't wrap my head around it. There's some theories, like some, the fringe theory is that there was bad grain. Oh, and that, okay. Yeah. I've heard about this, uh, where they had like, um, basically like the rye would ferment and essentially yes. turn into LSD. Yeah. And actually that, that's like that some people think maybe Salem, which trials had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. That's, that's why not I, when what my bread goes moldy. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just eat it. <laughs> See Maybe I'll <laughs> let's get weird. roll the dice. Maybe I'll write <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Who knows? <Yeah. laughs> this could be my Magnus Opus. <laughs> um, but that's actually not really what the prevailing theory is. The prevailing theory is that you know these people had been through a pretty much near apocalyptic event a couple generations past uh, with the bubonic plague. Then they go through about twenty years of absolute horrendous conditions then they have one year that's like a greatest hits compilation of all the shit that they had gone through in the last 20 years uh and then one person just snapped and it's it was a social disease it was a mind disease funny you say social disease do you know what my theory is what's your theory it's the syphilis <laughs> that's funny because i was sitting here waiting as soon as matt stops talking i'm gonna drop this it was the syphilis. I got this sweet syphilis joke. And I can't then, wait to and drop. And then you just, you just brought this perfect segue for me. Yo, new syphilis joke just dropped. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, like, it's, there, there's no way that no, it was a uh, thing. There, like, so there's a thing called uh, folie de, which is shared delusions. Uh, but this is just the this is the mass equivalent. I think of that. we're These living were, a fully ado right now. We're like, hey, we're gonna uh, be podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but there is, uh, you know, these these people were all deeply spiritual and deeply religious and believed very much uh, that that all of this stuff was real. And once one person started doing it. Uh, everybody else did. I don't know if I told the story on the on the podcast before, but when I was a kid. There was one kid who brought itching powder to school, and apparently he handled a ball. And so other kids got this itching powder on them. And then they announced it over the the PA that anybody who had been playing with this, you know, with this kid and and the ball. I'm not going to say his ball. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, we're potentially uh, potentially exposed to itching powder. And because they announced that, like, man, every kid was down there itching. I was down there itching. Every kid was down there itching. <laughs> I don't know if I touched the damn thing. Like, but they had said it. And so it became real because you think it, right? I think, like, so that's a, <clears throat> given your, like, your paleness, that as a kid, if you had any kind of itching powder or anything, you would have broken into a pure rash. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your eyes would swell up. Like, they oh. know. They're like, Matt, you're okay. We know you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very pale. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can see his heartbeat through his shirt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's not even the first mass hysteria event involving dancing. That's just the most well-known. There were other very similar events, although neither of them, none of them happened supposedly for as long, but there were other events uh, oh, sorry. Other than the 1021 one, apparently that happened for a year, but that's clearly bananas. Um, the 10 to, in 1021, 1247, and 1374. So there, there is a possibility that this is like a well-known trope. You know, sometimes that does what, happen. Like this is a dancing thing for all those other years, or just mass? Yes. Hysteria? No, oh. a mass dancing thing. So oh, it wasn't even dude, the first maybe. time that that had happened. Listen, let's do some like uh, let's do some math here and figure out what the cycle is. Maybe it's like. You know how like uh, in oh it, it's like a pattern. It's like every twenty seven years or something he comes back. Mm-hmm. Maybe and we it, should look well, it up and figure it out. We could save humanity. Um, I I'm not sure about this. There could be a correlation. You're, you're getting dangerously close to nu- numerology there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, real all the best, uh, like things. You know, like uh, Jeepers Creepers, he came back every couple of years, right? Remember yeah. Jeepers Creepers? Absolutely. Castlevania, Dracula comes back every... Every couple of years? Every couple hundred years or every hundred years. Dude, I, I've, I'm telling you, it's not about numerology, I'm telling you. There's something here. <laughs> <laughs> I the don't think there's... Society, I don't think there's anything. Up. I don't think there's anything here. And and I think dance is now here to stay. People don't need I to, think so, to dance. What, what do you think the last recent mass hysteria event? There, um, like swell, a cult, maybe. Uh, yeah, there's like Jim Jones. I don't know if you consider Drinking that a mass hysteria it. event. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, you know, without getting, uh, I don't want to get political with the pandemic, but there's certainly some, you know, some opinions out there about, uh, you know, what's happening with the pandemic that I would consider almost delusional. Um, Maybe read into that whatever you will, but I think yeah, there's at least some people who aren't one segment or the other, but at least some people who aren't really living in reality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's got to be, right? They can't both be right. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, there was a, an incident um, recently. This was actually almost the, the short fact match, but I really didn't want to tell the story because it kind of seemed it, funny at first. Well, it's like these two ladies from Sweden took a vacation in Britain and they both just lost their goddamn minds. Like they both ended up running out onto highways, getting hit by multiple cars. One lady got, yeah, one lady got carted off to a mental institution. And as soon as she got out, she stabbed somebody. Like they just, they were apparently both pretty normal people. And then they took a vacation and totally lost their minds. 
Okay, so that that's supposedly uh, no drugs uh, or it's anything. It's called in folie system. adieu. No, just went on a shared. There was a um, there's a family that went on like a big. You know, they all just kind of packed their car up and started running from something, and you know they they went missing and they all wound up in different places. They all wound up doing different things. Some of them got arrested. And at the end of the day, like none of them could really explain who or what they'd been doing. They just kind of like, I, I don't know. We just kind of, so there is like shared, it is a real thing that happens uh, that can happen in small groups. And in really, really rare cases that can spread to larger groups. Isn't it kind of creepy to think like you could just, you know, you're living a normal life you know, just walking the dog and making dinner and stuff. Next thing you know, you're fuck. Who knows what? You're just right. you've lost it. You you totally so, lost your tether to reality. There's a thought experiment. Now I'm going to give you a little little trigger warning here because supposedly this is an idea that a lot of people find very troubling. Uh, it's like an idea that gets into your head and. You know, once you know it, you can't unknow it. And maybe there's implications for you. It's considered maybe a dangerous idea. But really what it is, it's just a thought experiment. That's, I really that's like, I, that's like me if I learn how to make donuts. <laughs> I'm certain just, that that will be the end of me. And I've always <laughs> said to myself, I will not learn how to make donuts because once I know, that's it. There's, there's this thought experiment called Rocco's Basilisk. And what it is is this idea that at some point in the future, there is going to be this omniscient computer robot thing that will know everything. It's going to be a perfect machine that's going to know everything. And once it comes into existence, the first thing it's going to do is it's going to take everybody who did not directly help bring this thing into existence and it's going to torture them Let's say for eternity, it's going to even smart enough can figure out, figure out how to do that. Dude. Yeah. Let me, I think we're there. I just <laughs> read, I just read <clears throat> on uh, the news, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Like I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Told a 10 year old kid to put a penny on an electrical lead. Crazy. We're I there. do not know. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's maybe a, it's gained uh, uh, sentience. <laughs> maybe, it's basically maybe, Skynet. <laughs> maybe we are there. So that's the deal. Everybody who didn't help directly help bring this thing into existence uh, is going to get tortured for eternity. That's why however, I try to do stuff with computers now because I want to be however, friend. However, there, there is like there's an out. If you didn't know about this thing. And you didn't help bring it into existence. That's fine. It's only if you knew about it and you don't help bring it into existence, then you're going to get tortured for eternity. Now, all we have to do as a civilization is just not invent that thing. And that's cool. But now that you know that, now that I've told you about Roko's Basilisk, technically, you're now vulnerable to it should it ever come into existence uh, now i don't take the threat of this very seriously right but some people find this to be a really troubling thought experiment when once they you know think it through and, oh now that i do know about this am i vulnerable to this what, what i think you? that's about the equivalent of getting a chain letter frankly but some people yeah. do find that to be a troubling idea so would sometimes you, would you help yeah, build so, it? me no yeah. obviously not 
No. I'll, I'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> I mean, I say that now. I'm sure I can, you know, maybe I can have a change of heart if it starts looking like it's going to be likely. Like, I can switch sides and be like, Just throw the last screw in. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm just there like, you go. <laughs> you know, check it out. Like, oh, my God, basilisk technology is really coming along lately. I better make sure I'm on the right side of this one. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, like, uh, it's kind of different, but, like, you talk about a technology that they build that they're kind of like, I don't know, maybe it ends the Earth. Like, when they made the nuclear bomb. There were scientists on that project who were like, eh, We talked I, about I, this. I know, I know. But then there's the whole CERN thing, too, like, when they made the... Uh, Oh my god, that was so like, wild. Well, what if? Yeah, but I mean, if you so, don't, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just, 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 just. They yes, did not make dark up. matter. They did not make dark but matter. But they were worried that they would make like some kind of. They made the Higgs no, there boson was, particle, right? What they were worried about was making I, I, just tiny black holes and maybe there would okay. be an invasion. Oh, oh, a black hole in fucking what, Sweden? That's awesome. That would be great. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> Wouldn't that just so be great here, if it grew? Here's what actually happened there, though. This is pretty much exactly it. They were doing the project, and so there, there was this theoretical question that wasn't very likely, but they thought, hey, maybe somebody should just like look into what's the likelihood that this can happen. And that person went off and wrote a paper, and the paper came back and said, likelihood is nil. And then some people who want to get hysterical about just about everything took the fact took the fact that they that somebody went out and investigated it to say this is totally possible and not just like eh, them doing their due diligence and making sure that yeah maybe we you know we don't want to tear a you know a, make a black hole but eh, you know there's um there's all sorts of one of the theories about dark matter is that there's tiny bl what's called primordial black holes and there's just like millions of them everywhere uh, but they're just so small that they don't really have an effect. Uh, they have like a, a net effect of, you know, gravity, but they don't really, yeah, that's like one theory of dark matter. It's okay. not the most likely, but you know, it's just, there's like your, you know. Okay. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna back up and I'm just gonna reiterate and double down on this. Okay. You're doing a science experiment where, Hey, Maybe we should consider the fact that we can make a black fucking hole on Earth that could wipe out Earth, destroy, you know, everything we know. No. And, and they come back and they, well, but no, you're, you're doing that experiment. And you kind of go like, well, you know, like maybe. And at that so point, you have to be like, man, like, we, what? It, that's crazy. Like it, you can light it like with a nuclear bomb. Yeah, maybe we ignite the whole fucking world like. Okay, maybe you're flying a little too close to the sun there, Icarus. <laughs> you're getting um, a little too carried away. So there is um so one thing that's actually being looked at right now is to try and figure out if uh if there have been small black hole impacts. Um I was just watching a video. We're getting off on a little tangent here. Yeah, this that's is fun. Okay. Um uh, there, there was um, the whole show's a tangent. So, so they're looking at craters on the moon and trying to figure out like you know, they've got like a model for what a small black hole impact might look like. It would just kind of fall through the planet. It wouldn't be great, but like saying that creating a an atom-sized black hole is going to wipe out life on this planet is unrealistic. Um, what if yeah. it's growing right now? 
it wouldn't be. And they're just sitting fall- there and they're like, fuck. Yeah. No, it's it. That's pretty. That's real sci-fi stuff. It just doesn't I like really work like that. Yeah. Um, so no, that wasn't really a concern that anybody seriously had. It was just like, you know, it's, it was half a, an interesting academic question and half like, a, well, let's just be sure. Right. Like, you know, but you know, you work in industry, like how many times do you do safety checks where you account for things that are like such wild edge case scenarios, but you still have to account for it because yeah, the consequence yeah, of that happening sure. is bad. Right. For sure. Um, so don't hold that they're doing yeah. their due diligence against them. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, I guess it just like I get it that it's just you know when you're when you're talking about the black hole thing and the and the you know the atmosphere burning thing that that's just a due diligence thing. However, I mean you know, well I mean the, obviously some of the edges of this of of known. Science I'm more worried right about now. things like cloning than I am about. You know, tearing a hole in the... Like, here's the thing. All they're doing at CERN is smashing things into things. Like, that happens everywhere in the universe. That's happening in our atmosphere all the time. They're not really doing anything that's not happening in our natural environment. They're just doing it in a confined area with with sensors. You know, if if what they're doing at CERN was going to cause a black hole, then something in our atmosphere, like solar particles, would cause a black hole. Sure. Because they're, you know... Constantly colliding constantly we have a particle accelerator happening in our atmosphere all the time yeah yeah i and i get that you know but then the other part of me just kind of goes like it's not necessarily the possibility of it happening it's more the possibility of the possibility and humans kind of uh yeah you're worried like what if face of danger where they go ah fuck it but like even something as simple as Okay, like you talk about, um, you know, the black hole can't happen and, and the A-bomb won't ignite the earth. However, any like any nuclear power plant has enough nuclear material that if those systems that keep it cool and keep it safe aren't functioning, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, I mean, some, I don't know. Like, and we have that available now where we can literally wipe out the earth. But don't, so for example, um, y- you know, the can-do reactors, if I'm not mistaken, control rods are all um, electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetically controlled, and if power goes out, they just gravity just drops them. Sure. Right? Okay, sure. Yeah. But the other thing that you're not considering is like with Fukushima, one of the biggest problems, I mean, granted it blew up, but the biggest problem was is that they couldn't keep the pool full of spent fuel cool. The water yeah. boils off. That shit's hot, man. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that was a huge issue. You know, I've I. You wouldn't believe how hot this shit is, and it can sit underwater, and I mean, oh, it's like sun hot. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. You take that. You take that water circulation away, and that's a big problem. Like a big problem. And that was the probably the biggest problem at Fukushima was that all the stuff, as far as I know, all the stuff in the pool was like melting down. Oh yeah, and they couldn't get water in there fast enough. Yeah, and yeah. we have that, and we have, and that, like I said, that could like if that thing had gone really, really bad, how big is Japan? 
on the grand scale of things, like he could have wiped out all of Japan. And yeah. Like, eh, fuck it. Well, I don't think anybody's like, eh, fuck it. Like, you <laughs> yeah, <know. but> it, <laughs> to a degree, there's a little bit of just, ah, fuck it. We need power. You know? Well, there's not, uh, there's no new, uh, other than the, the, like that, that you said there's a new plant going in Toronto. That's like the first new plant that's gone in in Ontario in years. Yeah. Better, and, oh, better do that than coal um, plants or, you know. It's an SMR, small modular reactor is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I know it's just. Well, we'll save this discussion for well, the next time we talk about a nuclear <laughs> disaster because that's coming up. Yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> undoubtedly. It just, it just. Well, like I said, it just kind of blows my mind that, that humans are just kind of like, uh, you know, like maybe we'll make this or that or we'll do this. And there's all these consequences that could come from it. I'm sure, you know, there's consequences that come from everything, right? Yeah, I guess. All right. Like nobody's, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody can set the world on fire yet. Well, I've, actually, somebody can. Like, there's two or three people that actually absolutely could do that. But, you know, I, I don't mean like random science guys. I mean, like, you know, political leaders. Yeah. yeah. You know, no random science guys can can do an experiment that's going to ruin it all yet. Oh, if it was, it would totally be Bezos. <laughs> he's got, he's I think, got like a Dr. Evil vibe. Once he did the rocket thing, I was like, oh, it's so Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Space program, son of a bitch. Well, do you have a closing fact for oh, us today? Yeah, sure After do. this huge, like, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes uh, intro, 20 minute story, and then 20 minutes uh, <laughs> <laughs> discussion about whatever. So um, I have like, it's kind of like an additional fact to my, to the number 13. Uh, yeah. 13 is a prime number. So that's a number uh-huh. greater than one that can be divided by itself in one. For example, yeah. like six is a prime number. Uh, 13 belongs to the much more distinguished club of so-called Wilson primes, of oh. which only three are known. If there's a fourth, it must be larger than 20 million million. I bet that's a really big number. Yeah, so there's, there's three numbers and there are five. 13, 563. So, so what, what is, defines huh? so, Wilson Prime? Wilson Prime. So what does that all mean? What, like, right? What, yeah. I have no idea. I just thought it was what? neat. You, you didn't actually look that up? No, I did. That's the thing. I did. And then I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers on the screen and. A you bunch of equations. No, I did. I Wilson. looked it up, and I have no idea what the fuck it means. No idea what it means. No idea what's important about it. All I know is 13 is a Wilson Prime. Now you do, too. It's like Roko's Basilisk. <laughs> now that I have this information, I can't undo it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go look it well, up. Go look up Wilson Prime and tell me if you can make any sense of it. I was like, sure. Yeah, you're all right. Sure. Well. Well, thank you for that entirely half-assed closing <laughs> fact there. That's what I do. You're welcome. 